The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Casey Adams Show. Today, I am joined by one of my great friends, Anthony Ricciardi. Thanks so much for coming to the show, brother. Thank you. It's great to see you. Of course. Good to see you as well. I literally, I was just telling Anthony, I was flying to Vegas this morning. I saw you're in town. I'm like, we got to do the podcast. So I appreciate you making it happen uh, in a moment's notice. Excited to have you here at the Blue Wire studio. This is awesome. This is beautiful, by the way. Thank you so much. Of course. uh, Always great to see you. Of course, man. So not only are you an incredible artist, but I've had you on the podcast before. We actually recorded the first one on the Colin app. So it's fun to have it in person now. Yep. Um, but for people that aren't familiar with your work, I'd love for you to dive into, you know, what inspired you to become an artist and more so what kind of art do you do for people that may not know? For sure. So I'm a mixed media contemporary artist. Um, a lot of my artwork features pop culture, recognizable imagery, and I have a motif that streams through all my pieces, which is a heart. So really quick background about me. I went to school in Alabama on a baseball scholarship. I'm from Toronto, Canada. And then growing up, no one said, you know, become an artist. That's something that's a viable career. <laughs> so I went into finance. I, I got a job in finance, went into finance. And during my time in finance, I, I kept painting. And every night and weekend, I would paint, 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 because that was my true passion. Eventually, I said, like, you know, if I'm ever going to do something crazy, like quit my job in finance to pursue art, I might as well do it while we're young. So about six years ago now, I left that career in finance um, to pursue art full time. So my art is heavily inspired by my dreams to follow your heart. You know, trying to inspire, looking at things around the world that I'm inspired by and creating pieces on that. And then the main goal is to spread happiness and love. That's where the, the heart, the follow your heart comes through in all my pieces. Love that. Um, so I know I recently saw you up in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about this recent mural you did. I forgot where in the world Antigua. that was. Antigua. Yeah. Um, I'd love to dive into that because I know obviously you have some incredible pieces of art that people can hang in their homes. But this mural just stood out to me and I'd love for you to talk about it, just how that opportunity came across your plate, sure. what it was and really what it meant to you to have your art on such a large scale. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm been extremely grateful to do projects and different things like this around the world, but this one was extremely special. Uh, a friend of mine, Chris Harding, who owns the uh, Hodges Bay Resort. It's a beautiful resort. It's an incredible resort in Antigua. Um, I had done a couple pieces for his home in Puerto Rico and we were discussing, he goes, I, I love murals and I own a resort, like we should brainstorm. So. I went there. Um, I went there for two days, met with him, got to see the property. It was just absolutely stunning. Their art collection is, that for that hotel, um, that resort, is one of the best in the whole entire world, just the art that he has collected. And we, we saw this big wall. We were walking around the resort. He goes, where do you want to do a mural? I'm like, this. <laughs> this looks really fun. So we, we started brainstorming different concepts, and we wanted, you know, my concept is, again, following your heart and everything. We said, 
what can we do? Like it's literally on the ocean, the boats come in right there, wow. the guests are there. What can we inspire, continuously inspire people and also create an Instagramable moment? It was actually ranked one of the top three most Instagrammed hotels in the world. Wow. Um, so I want I wanted to like create something that people could not only use as a backdrop, but could inspire. So it was an incredible experience being there and, and getting to do it. And we had to deal with so many different things while creating. It was a huge side of a building. So, you know, there's rain, wind, there's salt water coming in. There's a bunch of different fun things and factors that you don't really think about before executing that. But it all worked out and it was yeah. really fun. I, I love to hear that. It, it's so cool. I'll make sure to link it down below so people can check yeah. it out. But, you know, I, I always wonder, there's so many artists out there in the world. I, I know many artists myself, but becoming a, a recognized global artist at scale is is not something easy to do. And what would you say is the, or I should ask you, what's your advice for an artist getting started when it comes to finding a clientele, getting the art out there, and just making it not only a passion, but a, a viable career? For sure. Uh, no, it's a great question. And I think that it goes, it spans across all creatives. You know, art, music, podcasting, and Absolutely. everything. What it really comes down to is consistent execution. And for me especially, and I know you, you can, you're can you living proof of this as well, the more we do something, not only do we get better, but the more exposure and more potential opportunities we have for someone to take note. If I did one painting and I, you know, all of a sudden got projects <laughs> around the world, you'd be like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. That only really happens in music where someone just randomly puts out one song. The one hit wonder. It's a one hit wonder. So yeah. that, that could sort of happen, but then there's always a backstory to how many uh, music that he created before or her. Um, so for me, my biggest advice to anyone starting up in the creative field is to do a lot and do it consistently and just keep putting it out in the world because you never know and we, we talk uh, my friend that are here we were talking about this on the way here it's all building blocks like right the one thing that you do this day didn't change anything it wasn't life moving but it adds to this big umbrella and this story of yourself so never look at a singular moment that you're doing as an artist like one painting look at it in the big picture of your life like um Jesse Itzler, you know, yep. he talks about building your life resume. I love that. I love it. It's absolutely. I, I was literally talking about this yesterday with my buddies. That's awesome. I, I believe in it. So actually, so I believe in that. Build your life resume in that. So the actual reason that we're here in Vegas is tomorrow I'm supposed to be running a 50 kilometer ultra marathon in the middle You're of the desert. You're kidding. It was, I was actually inspired by Jesse and I was just literally. What? So two weeks ago, I, oh I, look up, I look up the toughest races in North America like this weekend. And you haven't been training? Or you have ish, ish, ish. but ish. since two weeks ago, or? yeah, like no, like uh, before, I was already sort of working okay, out. Okay. wasn't running. Okay, so I I start running and I feel good. Like first day I decided I was going to do this, I ran a half marathon. I was like, oh, I feel good. This is this love is that. And then I kept running and all of a sudden I was getting these numbness in my feet. I ended up getting a bunch of MRIs and my like my I'm having I have like bulging discs and all this like weird funny stuff. Wow. So anyways, I had already everything booked here. Um, to come to Vegas and I was like we're running a 50k so my friend Greg who's actually here with us he, I'm like you're running a 50k with me and then my other friend, <laughs> shout I'm out like, to Greg <laughs> and he's like okay I'm, I'm I'm coming I'm coming so we literally two days ago my doctor finally called me back he's like listen you cannot run like your back is not in good no shape way. and I feel healthy and I feel good and I'm in like the best shape I've been in a really long time but anyways that's why we're here in Vegas because of go back to the life resume stuff people ask me like why are you wasting your time training or what do you want to do that for it has nothing to do with art. It doesn't make me money. I actually paid. I wasted money because I, I bought the, I paid for the marathon yeah. and didn't end up being uh, in it. Yeah. So it actually cost money, but it built to my personal life resume. And I think that every artist should look at everything they do under that lens. Like, what can I do today? Like tomorrow, the next day, that takes one step closer to whatever that goal you personally want to achieve is. I love that. Wow, man. I mean, I, I totally feel you with the the ultra marathon. I was planning on ran, running a marathon in March, and I, I was doing. 
I started training, I guess I would say last October to the point where I was doing like half marathons or once or twice a week, like yeah. five, eight mile runs, like crushing it. And then one day I did, I was going to do a 20 mile and I did 17 and my knees just Done, yeah. got crushed. And, and, and it's something where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go stretch more because I knew I wasn't doing that. Yep. A Theragun, but all that type of stuff. Like the little things that I know I could have turned up a notch, 100%. I didn't. And, uh, but long story short, I'm going to run one later this year. And, and generally for the aspect of it, I just feel good when I complete. Like when I say I want to do 10 miles, as soon as I did that, I was like, okay, I'm going to get addicted to this because it 100%. feels so good when you actually accomplish that, whatever it is. No, I totally agree. Like I'm not competing. Right? Yeah. I wasn't going to go out, definitely not the 50K in the middle of the desert. Wow. I definitely wasn't going to compete. At every, even when I ran my marathons, I, I never placed well or anything. It was always like, of course, I'm going to be competitive to myself. Yeah. But I'm just trying to finish. I, I said that I wanted to do this. I set a training goal. I achieved it or not. I still tried. Yep. And then I, I went out and did it. I and mean, you, you have to accomplish something. And it's tough to accomplish things in life. So little wins <laughs> like that are, are totally. awesome. So, Absolutely. And that all stems back into the art side of things. Like, look at that in any creative entrepreneur career. Like, you, you see it with media kits. You see it all different things. When you're doing something, if you keep consistently doing it and push towards something, something special could happen at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to your background before art, um, baseball, yep. uh, how did baseball play an impact on your life? And I, I believe you, uh, you played professionally, correct? Uh, I played NCAA Division One. Okay, got yeah. it. So how did baseball impact your life? And really, what was that transition where you transitioned to full-time artist? Yeah. So baseball, I mean, growing up, baseball was, was everything to me. Um, I was I wanted to be a baseball player. But I think the biggest takeaway from baseball specifically, and then we'll talk about sports as a whole, was for me it was the teamwork, the dedication, the early mornings. Like it taught me how to be a dedicated, hardworking individual in society. Ignore the sports. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not a big boy. I'm not like I'm not <laughs> overly strong. I never threw – I was a pitcher. never threw overly fast. But I worked hard. And it got me to where I was, which was a, a decent level. But all of those traits I now take into my day. Like, I'm happy to wake up at 5 o'clock and go work out. Yeah. I'm happy to go to work extra long painting, do whatever I have to do because of the time I put back then. It's, it's, a, it's a good segue. I, so I'm actually starting a jewelry line that releases no in way. August called Every Heart. Are you wearing yeah, it? Yeah. This, oh, this let's heart. go. So, so, and the whole concept behind it is, so I know for, I'm a, obviously as a man, sports is, is a given, but the lessons that I learned were so important. We noticed that there's such an incredible inequality in female sports. And uh, my partner, who's who, she was a um, played for Team Canada rowing and comes from a background of sports. She's incredible and said like, to, we're, I'm talking to her about the inequalities in sports and how women are not funded and they're not given the right opportunity. So I said, why don't we do a jewelry line? Because I love being a creative director. I love being a creative. Yeah. I can translate my artwork into jewelry that we can then take the funds and fund girls' sports and teach people all the lessons that sports gives them, like that I know I've lived through. Not only team sports but every type of sport um and then try to actually build a community and grassroots uh programming to help girls in sports so to go to your question i, I really i love that sports that's what i attribute to sports yeah. like my hard work my dedication I, and my my drive I, I totally get it man i mean i played sports my entire life hockey for 10 years lacrosse and then sophomore year of high school was playing football and that's when i got injured in neck brace for six months almost paralyzed yeah, and like gosh. this you know, that, I, that same drive, though, I had to find a new outlet, which led to, you know, social media, podcasting, business, and just those same innate qualities of the 100%. dedication, the putting in the reps, everything you learn from sports. Uh, and, and it's funny because even like Dave, who I just had on the show, like his background in sports and talking to him about that, 
it's 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 so interesting to know that anyone who's ever had some level of uh you know like playing in sports has the um, how, do, how do I want to say it? Like the reciprocation into business and how it translates and into there's direct correlation. Like yes. you see it in, in every level. And even if they're not good at something in the business world per se, they're going to work hard to get it. Yeah. Or they're going to be, 100%. they're going to be creative how to do it. Like if I, if I wasn't good at a certain thing in baseball, I figured out how to become yeah. good at a certain thing. So that was the same thing. Well, le- yep. like learning a new pitch is the same way that I'm going to learn how to pitch my business. Like it's yep. very, very similar. Who, as an artist, has inspired you uh, throughout your journey, and how do you pull inspiration and put it into your art? Yeah, so I'm in, I'm inspired by so many different creatives. Like the number one creative person that I've looked to the last you know five to ten years now has been Virgil Abloh, and unfortunately he passed away. But his inspiration, what he was able to do with through different, uh, not only different companies, so creating Off White and then becoming the, the the creative director of Louis Vuitton and everything in between that was something that I really look for because he also had paintings and pieces in the Museum of Chicago and all these different things. So I look to someone like him as a creative director side of things because that's how I really want to create my life is that although I am an artist and I paint every day and I'll never stop that, I want to creative direct for brands eventually and be like the... the I was going to ask you, like, yeah. is that an inspiration like with Virgil 100%. being Louis Vuitton, like that path exactly. and transitional um, he may, he opportunities? That it can, yeah, it can be done. Can do it. it can be done, yeah. right? I, like, Kanye has done that as well. He's at a whole different level because of what music did for him, but the mindset is is exactly where I, I want to take this and, and lead to. So That's he's incredible. definitely been one of the, the most incredible. Then I, I have a bunch of artists, you know, the Julian Schnabels, the Basquiat, the Warhols, and, and there's a, a ton more that have inspired me creatively for pieces. But um, but yeah, and then and then business, I mean, there's an endless list of people that inspire me. Every yeah. Jesse Isler. Gary V. I heard when I walked in, you guys were talking about uh, Gary, but yeah. Gary and, every, and all and all those boys, like they're they're incredible, and 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 even and all the women, Sarah Blakely of the world, yeah. and all the all those, they're absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Um, outside of art, I, I want to ask you, you know, what inspires you, and what keeps you uh, not only creating but passionate about what you do? Because I think that in anything in life, just finding out what makes you tick and just continues. And make you keep going is so important. Yeah. So like outside of art itself, like what inspires you and what is that long-term goal and vision that you have? No, it's a great question. Like for me, the root of it all is just being happy. Um, I, I realized because I was in finance and left it, left a very good paying job to literally make nothing at the start of art. Um, I realized that money didn't actually bring happiness. You know, money's great and we need it. We need to do things in life. We want to be able to travel to Vegas and, and do different things. But for me, it was always making sure that what I'm doing in that current moment has continuously made me happy. Um, you know, right now I, I have a two and a half year old son who's incredible. My wife's amazing and good family and friends. So spending as much time as possible with them is my only and forever my only goal. And the only way to do that is by executing an extreme amount of work on the front end, <laughs> right? So, you know, when I'm, yeah. when two months down the road, I'm busy or I'm swamped and I'm trying to catch up on things, it's because I was lazy two months before or whatever it may be, right? And yeah. like, or even in the day when my afternoon's really busy or overwhelming, it's because the morning I didn't do anything. I didn't wake up at five. I didn't get my stuff yeah. done. And you don't have to wake up at five. That's an, that's an exaggeration. But I didn't get what I needed to get done in the morning that made my afternoon packed. And if you just compound that through a year, you can have a really happy year. And that's yeah. that's my only goal. It's just like that. just creating the freedom in the individual moments to spend as much time with people that I love. Absolutely. Um, so you grew up in Canada. Yeah. What? When was the first time you traveled to the U.S.? Uh, when when I was young, we had, my family and I, like, my dad um, works in the food industry and traveled around a lot. So 
we went, we were in the U.S. quite a bit. Um, but then when I started playing baseball, I started playing travel, like at a competitive level at the 13 to 17 year old range. We played competitive baseball, travel baseball stalls all through the US, yeah. U.S. all the time. So. Got it. And I think one thing too that I want to talk about is um, for media kits, my company, for people that are listening that may not be aware, uh, we had our launch party last August and just the story of how you were involved was incredible. So we had this big launch party. It was in LA. We had Wiz Cleva come up and perform. And then you did this incredible live art installation. Yeah, fun. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on A, like doing art live, whether when people are watching or at an event versus, you know, being in your own creative element. Do you, um, you know, what, what does that mean to you when you're doing art live? Because I feel like it's a whole different 100%. stage of doing it live, whether that's the speed, the, you know, trying to have conversations and just managing all of that while trying to put this creative vision together. I was super impressed and just to see it come to life at the event was so cool to see. Yeah. Um, so do you do that a lot? I, you know, pre-COVID, I used to do them like once or twice a month. Um, but now it's been, a, events are starting to pick back up now yeah. at full speed. So I'm sure they'll start picking up as well. Um, but painting live at events is always so fun because the, the experience for the individuals there, seeing a blank canvas come to life slowly as the event goes on is always so fun. And and that for me is everything with art. Like the reaction of someone seeing my painting on the back end of actually looking at it is is the beauty. Like they're, yep. the awe, the shock, the this, the like, if they love it or they hate it, whatever yeah. it may be, <laughs> the, it, the reaction is everything to me. So doing it in a live event, you get to see it like this. You see it right away. Yep. And that's, that's always so fun. So um, it was such a cool experience that, I mean, that launch party was amazing and having <laughs> Wiz you. there and stuff. That's super cool. So that was, uh, that was really, really fun and great. Yeah. I was grateful to be a part of it. Absolutely. I appreciate you so much for, yeah. for coming out there. It was a great time. Um, when it comes to your journey, if you were to give yourself advice at 18 years old, what would that advice be and why? Um, it would, it would definitely, it goes back to what I would tell any artist or any creative is just continue to be consistent. Like it's, it's really difficult when things aren't going your way. It's really difficult when things are starting out really slow and you don't see results. Sometimes results happen in a week. Sometimes they take three years. Sometimes they take much longer than that. We know stories of entrepreneurs and business people that have taken 15 years to develop their product and then now yep. it's overnight. Um, so I think the number one thing I would tell myself at 18 was just like put the work in for the future, for, the, for your future because there was a situation in which I'm 30 now. Um, I could live another 70 years, right? That's my that's my argument. I, I hope to live to 100. Yeah. And it, there's nothing to say that the next three to five years, I can't set up those next 65 years for myself. And I, I, I tell myself that 18, if I knew that at 18, I probably would have worked a little bit harder from 18 to 24. And what I mean by that is just do more, execute more, try more things, like just be be open to new concepts, not, yeah. not so single-minded, especially at that time. 18 is a really tricky age when you're, just graduating, potentially graduating, or not in school anymore, and you're like trying to figure out what you want to do, do a lot. That's yep. The real answer is do a lot, and that's what I would tell myself. I love that. And I mean, even just when you're saying that, I'm thinking back, because I'm 21 now, and yeah. I turn 22 next month, and just, you know, the years pass by so quick, and you know, you, you hear this all the time, and, I, and I'm the first one to, to believe that, because I got started on this journey when I was 17, and then from 18 and now, I feel like I've lived a, a decade in 100%. terms of the experiences, because I've been so consistent about trying new things, taking on opportunities and just really putting in my all when it comes to what's at hand. I didn't go to college. I moved across the country when I was 18 years old. And just understanding that led me to, you know, put myself in more uncomfortable positions that I would want to. But those moments have helped me grow in exponential ways. You were living proof of the, <laughs> the concept that I just spoke about. No, literally. I appreciate and, and it's, that. And it's, it's so impressive. And I mean, you're, you're so young. And, and, and you, 
it, yes, what everyone tells you about it flying by quickly, it does. Because <laughs> I remember when I was 21, yeah. it wasn't that long ago, but it was. Yeah. Nine years is a long time. Um, so I can't wait to see what you do over the next nine years. But on top of that, like it, it's living proof that, and you see it, you see it in the moment because you're so present that when you are working hard, when you are executing, incredible things do happen. Opportunities. Absolutely. I mean, we're in Vegas right now on a podcast. This is like your big, pretty face is up. It's like, this is super cool, right? Like Thank this you, isn't, man. it, um, yeah, this is awesome. Totally. I have a couple more questions before we wrap up here. Yeah. Um, when it comes to art, what does art mean to you? So art, art in itself is meant to evoke emotions out of, out of the person that's viewing it. So it can be a print, it could be a sculpture, it can be an original painting, it could be really anything, street art, like literally on the side of a brick wall. Um, the main concept of art that means, means to me is that it should evoke emotion in the viewer and good or bad and happy or sad, whatever it may be. So art really is a tool to send a message, is a tool to inspire, is a, it's, a, it's a tool for happiness. That's what, how I look at art. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Anthony, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I know we were both in Vegas and it worked out so perfectly and I, and I truly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so awesome. much for coming on. And last thing, where's the best place for everyone to not only go view your art, but to follow you and stay along for your journey? Instagram will probably be the best spot. Um, Richardi Paints uh, is my Instagram, and then RichardiPaints.com as well. So Love that. Yeah. I'll make sure to link it down below, brother. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, for everyone that is watching or listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And, of course, huge shout-out to Blue Wire for having us here today. Thank you. I will talk to you guys soon.